0: everyone is doing well today It's good to see you all are y'all sleepy i mean i say good morning i mean what's going on we just sang about we did you just sung about god is good and and christ alone and, and so i mean you should be lively now you can but do you believe all this stuff that you sing about that's the question Or you just want to feel good or do you actually believe it in your heart if you have your Bible, open it to Colossians chapter 2. We, be, we will be looking at verses 8 and verses 16 through 23. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 and also 16 through 23. Here's God's holy word. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Now skip down to verse 16. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or regard to festival or new moon or a Sabbath. These things are a shadow of things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and the worship of angels, going on in details about visions, puffed up without reason by a fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head, from which the whole body, nourished and knit together, through its joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. If if with Christ you have died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, if you are still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? do not handle, do not touch, do not taste, all according to human precepts and traditions. These things indeed have the appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity of the body. But hear this, they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. They are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Please pray with and for me. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will help all of our unbelief. None of us come here today believing everything we know to be true about you and your word. None of us are walking in here with it all down pat. None of us are walking in here with everything all together. We come as broken people to a God who is not broken but a God who is perfect in every way. And we come to worship you. We thank you and grateful that you welcome broken people into your presence because of your son. And we need a word from you. We need encouragement from you. We need you to speak into our life, speak into our circumstances, speak into our existence. To remind us that you are indeed good because life happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. Because sometimes we do doubt it. Sometimes we have our moments. We have our questions. We have our doubts. Because sometimes life is just downright hard. And sometimes our vision of you gets cloudy, it gets foggy. And we lose sight of who you actually are for us. You are Emmanuel. And there's never a day in our life where you stop being Emmanuel. So, speak into our existence. Open up our eyes. Remove the fogness from us so that we can see you as you truly are. Our good, good Father who is forever fighting and working on behalf of his people, his sons, and his daughters. And so, I pray that you would minister to us and that you would minister to me through the preaching of your word. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Every believer is in union with Christ. That's something that uh, I mentioned to you last week. We, we, you are in union in the greatest of all time the union in the goat. That's what Jesus is. He's the greatest of all time, and he won't ever be dethroned. And last week, we talked about five union in Christ instructions, five of them. These are the things that the instructions that the Apostle Paul gave to a church at Colossae about their union in Christ. He says, You are firmly rooted in Jesus. That's number one. Number two, he says, You are continually being built up and designed in Jesus by God. And number three, he says, You are more and more being established in the faith by God. And you, all of who you are has been completely filled. And all of who Jesus is. Your whole self has been filled in the whole Jesus. And number five. Your whole self has also been circumcised by Christ. Those are your union in Christ instructions. And when it comes to these instructions. You must Uber them. Yeah. I know. Uber. Your pastor loves acronyms. So, And I'm not talking about the driving service. For us. Uber stands for understand. Believe. Execute, remember. Understand in your heart what you know to be true. Believe in your heart what you know to be true. Execute in your life what you know to be true. And remember it when you forget, because you're going to forget. you got to remember your union in Christ. So you have to uber these things. And last week we dealt with understanding and believe in verses 6 through 15. This morning we're going to deal with executing, begin to deal with executing and remembering. Because the Apostle Paul, he he doesn't just want us to believe and understand our union in Christ, but he also wants us to execute it and remember it. It does make a difference in the way that you live when you understand who you are in Jesus. Because you are somebody in Jesus. And when you know what that is, it impacts everything about you. It impacts everything about you when you truly believe that. So believers must execute their union in Christ daily, and they must remember that union when they forget it. To execute it means you do what Paul says in in verse 6. He says, therefore, as you have received Christ the Lord, so walk in him. As you have received him as Lord, so now you walk in him. Executing your union means you you strive to live out of it daily in your life. That you don't set who you are in Christ on a shelf. And to go on about your life as if it doesn't matter. Now you live in that reality. Every verse you sung in that song, in Christ alone, should make a difference in your life. It ain't just poetry. It's truth. If you really believe you're in Christ, if the words of that song are true, then it will make a difference in your life. It will change you from the inside out. But you've got to believe it. To execute your union is living under lordship of Christ. That's what it is. That you belong to him. Every part of you belong to him. And one way that you can execute your union that Paul deals with in these verses is about fighting against drifting away from Jesus and drifting away from sound biblical teaching. That's one way that you can execute your union in Christ. By fighting against drifting away from Christ and fighting against drifting away from sound biblical teaching. This is what Paul tells the believers in Colossae, because there are false teachers attached to this church, false teachers who are disturbing their faith with a hodgepodge teachings. And they have a voice. They have an audience. And and the, and the believers there are listening to these things. And Paul writes this letter to warn them, to warn them about these teachings. He says, I'm going to read what he says later. But if they understand their union, and if they believe their union in Christ, then they will execute it by guarding their faith against any false teaching. If they understand it and believe it. You will guard it against any thought, any ideas, any views that either add to the gospel or take away from the gospel. I need to, I, Is that an amen statement or what? If you believe it, then you will guard yourself for anything that takes away from God's truth or try to add to God's truth. But if you don't know it, then guess what? You can be easily deceived. Easily deceived. You have to, those of you who have saving faith in Christ, you must exercise your union, execute your union by guarding yourself against false teaching you must do what paul says in colossians in first corinthians ten five. we destroy arguments and every loft and opinion that rise up against the knowledge of god we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ that's what it means that's what it means but how what does it look like pastor how do you do that here paul gives three commands to this church He gives them three commands that they must execute. And if they execute these commands, then it will help them guard themselves against these false teachers who are operating in their midst. First, he commands them to stay woke. I know that's a cliche now, but that's what he commands them to do. He commands them to stay woke. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. According to what? Human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not According to Christ, if you ain't woke, then you can't see to it. It's the point. If you ain't woke to your union in Christ, then you can't see to it when people try to lead you astray. So they must stay woke in order that it's for other people not to take them captive. They must be alert. They must pay attention. That they must have street smarts, man, when it comes to these teachings and ideas and views that they entertain. They need to be woke so they won't fall into the hands of clever teachers. Because these are, these teachers are gifted. They, they have a way with words. You know people have a way with words? They are eloquent. They are very persuasive. They're smooth talkers. They can talk a bit game because they're gifted. But their giftedness doesn't change the fact that they're shady. I don't care how gifted you are as a preacher. If you're telling lies, it's still a lie. I don't care how much passion you have. I don't care how nice you look. I don't care what kind of car you drive. If it's a lie, it's a lie. But how do you know it's a lie? If you ain't in the Word yourself. How do you know? It's a lie. They, they, are, they are hustlers. They are blind deceivers. Because what they are teaching is a hollow and deceptive philosophy. That's what Paul calls it. It's hollow and it's deceptive. It's, it's empty deceit. It's foolish. It's it's not sound. It is worthless. It's empty of truth. And their philosophy isn't according to Christ. That's the biggest problem. It's not according to Jesus. It's not sound. It's not biblical. It's not gospel. According to Paul, this philosophy is according to human tradition. It's man-made. It's man-centered, and it's from the elemental spirits of the world. That it's it's based on, um, on teachings and, and from other religious systems. It's the point. They're not centered on Christ. They are adding things to the gospel. is the point. Adding things, and if they give into this deception, then they become slaves to Arabs. They enslaved themselves, and they would drift away from Christ. They would drift away from sound biblical teaching. So they must stay woke, and also they won't be led astray. And you stay woke by remembering the gospel, remembering your union with Christ when you forget it. You have to remember it. You cannot just leave that on the shelf. They have to remember that they have already been filled in Christ through his death. They have already been circumcised in Christ. They have already been baptized in Christ. That they, the gospel is complete. The union in Christ is complete. There's nothing else that can be added to it. Paul says here in verse 9, I, I, I preached this last week, but I'm going to go ahead and read it here. He says, In him, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. You have been filled in him who is the head of all ruling authority. They already have it. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. By putting up the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses, uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive with him. Amen. Having forgiven you. She gets it. We need to be more like her. Having forgiven all your trespasses, because this is good stuff, by canceling the record of the debt that stood against you, by nailing it all to the cross. That's what they have. They already have what is needed. And they need to remember that. You need to remember that. Do you live in that truth? That all your debt has been nailed to the cross. Do you live in the truth that, you've all, that all of who you are is filled in all of who Jesus is? All of who you are. I said this last week. Not half of who you are. All of who you are, he cares about. But do you believe that? Do you live in that? Or do you got to add things to it? The gospel is enough. Your union in Christ is complete. So are you woke this morning? It's a question. Now it's time for me to talk about you. I'm done talking about them. Are you woke? Are you sinned to it that no one leads you astray by some hallowed and deceptive philosophy, teachings, ideas, views, opinions? Because we live in a world where everybody has an opinion on everything. Just look at social media. Everybody has a view on everything. Ideals are everywhere. But who's telling the truth? The message, Bible says, watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. They want to drag you off into endless arguments, never amounting to anything. And some of you give into that on Facebook all the time. You fall for it every time. Don't let yourself be tricked. Don't let yourself be fooled. Don't let false teachers carry you away from Christ and, and lead you away from, from sound biblical teaching. And it's hard because sometimes what they sound like may have a grain of truth to it. And so that sometimes it's hard to know if, if, it's, if it's even true, if it's even a lie. But it is. So you have to be on guard, is my encouragement to you. You have to be on guard and alert to every religious teacher, every political leader, every movement leader you entertain and follow, you should be on alert to them. You should not fully align yourself with any tribe, group, party, or movement. You shouldn't. You have to be careful because if you're not, they're going to lead you to the sunken place. What does that mean, Pastor? The sunken place is where you go when you drift away from Christ and sound biblical teaching. That's where you go, to the sunken place. And if you don't want to go to the sunken place, then you better stay woke to what you entertain and to the people you listen to, to the people you allow to speak into your life spiritually. Be careful. You need to watch out for all the isms that you follow. Liberalism, conservatism, nationalism. Watch out for them. Because some of you, you, you you align yourself with a lot of isms. And you mix your faith with these isms. But is it gospel? Or is it leading you astray into something you don't need to be in? Be mindful of what you give yourself to, what you allow yourself to align with. Because keep in mind, your union with Christ is complete already. The gospel is complete already. You don't need to mix the gospel with any other religious system, with any other political agenda, with any other cultural tradition. The gospel has already been ac- accomplished, it's done. Christ did it. He did it. But do you believe that? Or do you think Jesus needs help to accomplish his purpose in the world? If his death isn't enough, there ain't nothing else going to do it. If his resurrection isn't enough, then nothing else is going to happen. If he doesn't use his people in his church, then it ain't going to happen. The church corporately and the church individually. Individually, because some of us you have you operate in places where you have power to make influence. You gotta do that for Christ. It's enough. The next command that Paul gives them, I'm using a lot of cultural lingo here, but that's I just I like to. So next, he tells the Colossians, you gotta clap back at these false teachers. (laughs) you got to clap back at them. And, and the clap back is, is, in Colossians is, is you clap back to these false teachers with truth. You clap back at them. So Paul is saying that he gives them two situations that he wants them to clap back at the Colossians. The first is that you clap back at those who try to judge you when you don't by not keeping some extra laws and rules and requirements. So when they start saying you got to keep this and keep that, you clap back at them and say, no, I don't. Because Christ already did it for me. He's already did it for me. Because these false teachers, apparently, they're they also trying to keep some of the Old Testament rules and regulations and requirements. They fall in the Old Testament dietary laws, the holidays, the holy days, the worship services, and the special festivals and, and special days. And, and so they are promoting these additional requirements. They've got to do this to have spiritual growth. If you're not doing these, then you ain't really committed to Jesus. You ain't really a Christian if you're not doing these other things too. They're adding to the gospel. They're adding to the finished work of Christ. They're not using these as a means to grow. They're using these as a means to say, God loves me more when I'm doing these extra things. Because what Christ has done, it really isn't enough. It really isn't enough. I got to do these extra things, too, because when I'm doing them, then I know God loves me. That's a lie. If what Christ has done on the cross isn't enough for God to love you, guess what? (laughs)
1: There ain't
0: nothing you can do. (laughs) There ain't nothing you can do. God demands perfection. And if you ain't perfect, then guess what? There ain't nothing you can do. If the finished work of Christ isn't enough. And so they actually lower the standard and don't even know it. They're actually lowering the standard. Let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink in regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. Don't give into to the nonsense is what he's telling them. Stop entertaining the nonsense. Because these false teachers, they're already in the second place. They're trying to pull you down, too. But do you see that? Paul says, don't let them. And when they try to judge you for for not following these extra rules, then you give them the clap back. You clap back with them with truth. And the clap back is in verse 7. He says, these things are a shadow of things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? It means Christ is the fulfillment of everything they're trying to fulfill themselves. He already did it. Man, y'all are a hard crowd. Amen. He already did it. And they still trying to go back over what Jesus has already done. Jesus don't need you to follow what he's already done. He's already did it for you. Just believe it. Just live in it. Just live in it. It's done. It's finished. You're good if you are in Christ today. They simply need to remember their union. Do you remember your union? Do you remember what it is? Now, now, I'm not talking about remember it now. I'm talking about remember it tomorrow when you're sad and down and life is hard. When the kids are getting on your nerves and your boss is getting on your nerves and your spouse is getting on your nerves. Remember it then. When things aren't going well. Cause I say when life is well, everybody believes the gospel. But it's when you go through stuff. My mom mom told me that it ain't the storm that you go through. It's how you go through the storm that makes the difference. When you go through the storm knowing and believing in your union in Christ, it's going to hurt. It can be painful. But you ain't got to live in despair. Because you know there's a God who is able. Emmanuel who is with you. And if you ain't living in your union in Christ, then you ain't going to live there. You're not going to believe that if you think God is out to get you. Your union in Christ is to remember that God has you. He ain't not to get you. He has you, as a father has his son. That lie carrying his little Shalom today. That's how God carries you. He has you. He had no worries in that world, that little baby, because his dad had. And that's how God carries you. But we don't believe that. He carries you that way. Got to live there. Believe that. Remember that Jesus paid it all. His life is enough. His death is enough. And his resurrection is enough. You don't have to add anything else. You don't have to add nothing else. You don't have to add nothing else. Please believe that. Believe. Some of you need to believe that today. Could you beat yourself up? Because you ain't good enough. You're not the good spouse. You're not the perfect mom. Not the perfect dad. You're not the perfect this. You're never going to be the ideal self of who you think you should be. That's an idol. That ideal version of who you think you need to be. It's an idol. You need Jesus. Not the ideal version of who you think you should be. You need a savior who loves you who as you are who came because you'd never be the ideal view of who you think you should be. Because if you were, and you could be that, he he didn't have to die. He died for nothing. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. You have to really believe that there's nothing that you can add to what Jesus has already accomplished. There's nothing more to be added. You don't have to live given in extra rules and laws. You don't need legalism. You don't need to be radical for Jesus. You don't need all these extra things that people say you got to have in order to be sold out for Christ. Love God and love your neighbor. How about doing that? How about just do that? <laughs> love God and love your neighbor. Then you will be radical for Jesus. Be mindful of misguided human rules that may add to the gospel or take away from the gospel. You don't want to be in a sunken place. You want to be free. You want to be free. So when people try to pass judgment on you, give them the clap back. When they say you got to go to this conference, give them the clap back. When they say you got to read this book and do this diet, give them the clap back. No, I don't. No, I do not. I know not. I don't have to do all those things. Christ has already set me free. I don't have to do all those things to be loved by him. Next, the next clap back, he said, said they must clap back at those who try to disqualify them because they lack a certain religious and spiritual experience. That sounds familiar? Do people look down on you because your Christian experience Ain't on the same level as their Christian experience, because they have this super experience, and now somehow they're closer to Jesus than you are, or they have a certain platform that you don't have, and they're closer to God than you are. You know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Billy Graham, and John Piper, and Tony Evans, like stuff like that. The false teachers are what I call the pious and spirituality referees. Because they're going around condemning and disqualifying those whose life experience ain't on the same level as theirs. Because, see, they're trying to obtain some higher level of spirituality through self-denial, self-discipline, and even through false worship, worshiping of idols. And they live and they boast about these things. They boast about it. It's like it's something good. But it's false humility and it's false worship is what Paul sees says. He sees right through what they're trying to do. He says, Let no one disqualify you. Insisting on asceticism and the worship of angels, going on about visions, puffed up without reason by a fleshly mind. Man, Paul, that's harsh. You just you just you just saying everything they're believing is a lie. Yeah, it is. And they're boasting about lies. And the saddest thing is, they don't even see it. They don't even see it. So he says, what's the clout back? The clout back is in verse 19. He says, not holding fast to the head. And the head is Christ, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. See, the false teachers aren't holding fast to Jesus because they're not part of the body. That's Paul's point. They're not part of the body. Because when you're part of the body, when you're part of Christ's body, you know that who your head is. And that is Jesus. Now, you are completely dependent upon him for your growth in the faith. Everything is dependent upon him. Everything. The church grows because of her head. The church grows in all her missions and all spiritual growth because of who Jesus is over her. And Colossians are part of that body. You're a part of that body. And you don't survive without Jesus, is his point. The body does not survive without its head. And some of us need to stop trying to replace Jesus with other stuff in your walk. In your life you need to stop trying to find a different head to sit on Again, Christ is all you have, Christ is all you need and Christ is all you got and God gonna continue to take you through stuff until you submit to that. There is one head and it's Jesus. It's not materialism, it's not a Democratic Party. Not the Republican Party, not conservative politics, it's not liberal politics, it's not whiteness, it's not blackness, it's not orangeness, it's Jesus. Jesus. Now those things have their place, but they are never our head. They are not our Lord. They are not our Savior. We have one. And we get that stuff out of order, that's where you get into all the other isms. You gotta hold fast to Jesus. And these folks, they need to remember what Paul says. They need to remember their union. He says in verse 20, if with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive, do you submit to the regulations? That's a good question. If you've, you've already been, you died with Christ. You, you have what you need. And why are you submitting to these things? Like you're doing it to yourself. Are you're glutton for punishment, he's asking. Why do you sit? don't touch, don't eat, don't taste? All these things are according to human precepts and teachings. He says they have the appearance of wisdom. And some of you know what that means. They have the appearance of wisdom, promoting self-made religion, asceticism, and severity of the body. But they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. What does that mean? They don't really stop the sinful nature. Union with Christ does. Union with Christ does. Not these things. Not these things. So you have to remember that. You have to remember that. Do you remember it? Can you live in it? Your union with Christ means you are firmly. Rooted in Jesus. I mean, you're you're cemented in Jesus. You're so cemented in him that you ain't ever going to crack. That your root in him is so deep that nothing will ever pull you out. Think about that. An oak tree that's firmly planted in the ground. Think about some of the strongest trees in the world. That's you in Christ. Can ever be uprooted. Nothing can ever take you out. The strongest storm won't take you out. Tornado, whatever you think it is, a category of fire, whatever it may be, you may be going through. That ain't strong enough to take you out of, who, out of, you out of him. It ain't powerful enough. It's too weak for your Savior. You've got to believe that. You're rooted, people. Rooted. And you're not just rooted in him. You are being designed in him, and you are being built up in him by God. Some of you need to give grace to yourself. That's what my wife told me. Give grace to yourself, Alan. Beat yourself up. Too much pressure. And she's right. Some of you need to relax. <laughs> relax. Okay? Wrong wasn't built in the day. And not with your spiritual life. nor with your family. nor with your marriage. Relax. You're worse than you think. Okay? <laughs> relax. None of us are a finished product. And here's the thing, we won't be a finished product till we cross over to glory. I don't care how many books you read, how many Bible studies you go through, how many conferences you go through, you ain't ever going to be a finished product till you cross over to glory. So relax. God is working in you. He who began the work will complete the work. And you didn't begin it. He did. You are also being established more and more in the faith by God. He's doing it to you. Anything, you got to realize, anytime you are learning and, and believing things, do you think it's just you doing it or is it always oh, the third person in the Trinity giving you some help? He's giving you a whole lot of help. I'm just going to keep it like this. He's giving you a whole lot of help. You are also, your whole self has been completely filled in the whole Jesus. And there's some of you who, are, who deal with insecurity and, 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 and feel like you're, you're unlovable. God loves you. He, don't, he doesn't just care about your spiritual life. I said this last week. He cares about every inch of your existence. Every inch of it. Every pain every joy, every success, every failure. He cares. All of who you are has been filled in all of who Jesus is. Not part of who you are. So You don't have to be fake with him. He already knows it. Be real. All of who you are is filled in all of who he is for you. And some of you got to remember that, people. You got to live there and believe that. Lastly, your whole self Has been circumcised by Christ. And what does that mean, Pastor? It means your identity is wrapped up in who Jesus is for you. You do not have to go around trying to prove yourself to God. You don't have to prove yourself to anybody. Because the one who, the approval, or the one that matters, you already got it. You already have it. So who cares what everybody else thinks? If you're a child of the king... Clout back. Give them the clout back. Your identity has changed. Your priorities are different. That means you are not an orphan. You have a father who is in heaven, who loves you, who calls you son, who calls you daughter, who says you are now mine. Not part time. Not half time, all the time, you're mine. Even when you mess up, even when you fail, even when you forget your union, you're still mine. Because you were bought with a price. You were bought with the blood of my son. And that blood would never lose its power. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I thank you that. what Christ has done for us is really enough. And if we really believe that, we will actually change. Help us to believe that. If we were li- be able to live in that truth, help us live in our union. Help us live there all the time. Help us to, re- to remember it when we forget it. Because we're going to forget it this week. Some of us are going to forget it when we go to lunch. I, you know, this is how we are. But Holy Spirit, you are able And I pray that you help us to Uber the Union. Understand, believe, execute, remember. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Will you please stand as we close our service? Amen.